0: Is there anybody there? It seems I'm all alone again. Does anybody care? This planet's empty. I see no signs of life. Please don't tell me that the human race did not survive. There are no people in the future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call.
1: Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, July 17th, 2023. Welcome to Raging Chicken's Out to Coop Live. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. On Out to Coop Live, we talk to progressives, activists, and troublemakers of all sorts, right from our own backyards and from across the country. You can also join us at the end of the week for our Friday Politics Roundup, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. You get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can support this show become a patron for as little as 5 bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress. You can help out the show right now by checking out our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like to stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. And if you're one of our awesome podcast listeners... Make sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on and leave us a comment to let other folks know why you like the show. Little things like this help other people find the show. For more PA Progressive Talks, tune in to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern, his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get a stream, you can check him out. Check and subscribe to his podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Go to ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. You gotta check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast. You haven't already. The amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast. Rock the house. And they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at The Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast at Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you haven't heard, where you been? The Signals, a new podcast by the Bucks County Beacon. The Signals, is hosted by the Beacons editor-in-chief, Cyril Mikoleco, and produced by yours truly twice a month the signal will shine a light on the right-wing extremist currents streaming through bucks county and beyond serial invites guests who can provide insight analysis and organizing solutions so that we can steer the community toward calmer saner progressive routes check them out at the buckscountybeacon.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts and for all you gamers out there, The Game Inn is a Quickertown-based, black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show, and they've got everything from Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, walls of Funko Pops. Check them out on their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at In. That's with two Ns. That's at the In on Twitter. Got a question about a game? Check Looking for something hard to get? Shoot them a message or drop them an email at TheGameInPA at gmail.com. And a special shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at at Song of Day Man. That's with two N's, at, at Song of Day Man on Twitter. Everybody, do not let Paul Martino, Moms for Liberty, and the oligarch friends buy our schools and push extremist politics in our community. Raging Chicken has teamed up with Level Field to launch a truly community-rooted PAC to invest in organizing, supporting local and statewide progressive candidates, and unmasking the toxic organizations injecting our communities with right-wing extremism. We're putting small-dollar donations to work to beat back the power of big money. Get more information and drop your donation at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. Well, I've been looking forward to this show for quite some time. Yes, indeed. This week, I welcome back to the show Alyssa Bowen. Alyssa is a senior researcher and managing editor for the progressive watchdog group True North Research. Tonight, we'll be talking about her recent article in Truthout, a Jan 6 moms group, moms group, that's in big, gigantic quotes, moms group funded by big lie donors is stoking voter suppression. And we'll give you the spoiler right up front. It's not moms for liberty we'll be talking about yes the right-wing extremist group moms for america has been flying under the radar as it works to undermine our rights Alyssa receives her phd in history from the university of north carolina chapel hill in 2021 with an interest in fascism and anti-fascism solidarity and social movements immigration exile and transnational history She has bylines in The Nation and in Truthout, where she's a regular contributor. More for public writing can be found on True North Research's website and Substack. Welcome to the show, Alyssa.
0: Thank you so much. It's so nice to be back and talking to you.
1: Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled. Sorry about the little hiccup there at the front. For some reason, since we had a little update to OBS it keeps on wanting to pop up the wrong kind of interface and it's been messing with my audio. So my apologies.
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> the joys of it. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I gotta say, um, as you know, I'm not telling you anything new here that, uh, right here in Bucks County PA, we've been, um, been pretty much assaulted by the moms for Liberty crew, um, and what they're doing to our curriculum and everything. And so, I think naturally, um, being in this context, uh, when I saw your brand new article come out on truth out, I'm like, Oh, what do we got? At, what, what's the, the next line of dirt we got at moms for Liberty. Right. Mm-hmm. But instead, <laughs> no, it's another mom's group, right?
0: Yet another
1: one. Oh, yet another one. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about this, this group moms for America and how you got connected to looking at them or how you got interested in looking at them and tracking who these folks are?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, at True Earth Research, you know, um, leading up to the twenty twenty election, there was a ton of uh, there was sort of this coordinated, seemingly coordinated dark money attack um, that was focused on you rising, supposed rising crime rates in suburban areas, sort of as an effort to um, drum up uh, you know white women suburban support for uh, Trump and other right-wing candidates Um, and so that's sort of one of our areas of expertise is looking at um uh these dark money groups that use the identity of women um or mothers to um or parents to uh drive a right-wing agenda and so we had our eyes on moms for america sort of since then um and um they but but what's interesting um and you talked about this earlier kevin with me off air but um, Moms for America has been around for a really long time since 2005, um, so they're not—they're a little bit different than Moms for Liberty, Parents Defending Education, in that they're—they were an already existing group and have been, you know, pushing these far far right um, kind of this far right agenda for a long time, um, but. They did pivot. So, like I mentioned, they, they started off in 2005 and they were called Homemakers for America. Gotta love that. Um, love that. <laughs> um, uh, sort of like interesting, too, if you think about who they were trying to attract with that. Um, you know, suburban women, probably, probably like upper middle class women. Um, but uh, they, like a lot of other groups who we are seeing in 2020, 2021, Pivoted more to attack um, uh, schools, really, uh, you know, thinking specifically about COVID misinformation and that kind of thing uh, early in in 2021. Um, but they changed; they actually changed their name in 2018. From homemakers for America to uh, moms for America, so they they were sort of early on the train in atta- in like sort of appropriating this um, identity identity of, of mother as seemingly a political to to push their agenda and attack schools. Um, so yeah, that really I guess it started with um, to, to answer simply, yeah, it started with uh, just interest in how they were pushing a right wing agenda in the 2020 election, then. They sort of turned to COVID misinformation, um, and we were still looking at them. Uh, and then, as um, anyone who read the article in Truthout will uh, will know, they really began like, uh, or they were really influential in, in organizing the Stop the Steel rally rallies on January fifth, uh, that continued into January sixth, and then um, culminated in the, the coup on the Capitol
1: the Yeah, and it seems like here, once again, we have the story of like an organization that had been around for and may have just been remained as an obscure kind of like ultra right, you know, like organization that doing its little thing on the margins until we get this big influx of money. Um, ahead Mm -hmm. of the election and it's interesting you know as i was thinking about this after reading your article too as well like why 2017 2018 well of course this is also those midterm elections we also Mm -hmm. saw a lot of uh you know progressive victories there famously we have aoc we have and again to what degree that played into the decision to kind of rebrand themselves and get involved directly um with that with those MAGA folks not so sure but at the very least see this influx of money, right, the rise of this kind of like MAGA movement um, that kind of culminates around Trump, and then to see that they have even, I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost seems like even a closer and more comfortable relationship with the extremist kind of of militia groups um, Mm -hmm. on the right. Than even Moms for Liberty does. I mean, even though they're essentially pushing for identical things, <laughs> mm-hmm. but still in terms of what their tactics are and stuff. So it just seems like that beginning where we see this kind of like load of money getting dumped on there from like Julie Jenkins Fencelli, right? Is this who it mm-hmm. is? Can you talk a little bit about that, those kind of moments when this money starts in like just pouring into this organization?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we have seen, you know, based on, Uh, public tax filings, their revenue increased significantly uh, almost every year that we know of uh, or where there there are tax records available. Um, So, you know, in 2005, when they started, they were taking in $12,000 in revenue, that's it. Um, And then you see every year thereafter that we know of, like, substantial jumps, um, but nothing compared to the sort of jump between 2020 and 2021, where it was, you know, one million a little bit more than that and then we jumped to you know 3.1 million (laughs) um so that's that's an astronomical (laughs) jump um (laughs) obviously um and then a third of that is coming from julie jenkins fincelli who um is you know an heiress to the public's fortune you know publics has distanced themselves from her but she's uh really involved in a lot of florida politics and school privatization there or you know funding Private schools there, Um, and um, folks who really involved in the Moms for Liberty stuff will know she also donated fifty thousand dollars, which was almost the entire um, revenue of Moms for Liberty's Florida-based PAC in twenty last year, twenty twenty-two, when Florida, you know, saw that huge right-wing takeover Mm -hmm. in school boards um, during those elections. So. Um, she, she was involved really already, Fanchelli, we know that she was already involved in funding dark money groups, uh, targeting education. Um, and she also funded a lot of other, um, uh, groups that were involved in January 6th. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see this tie between like, um, attacks on our, uh, elections and, and, uh, attacks on our schools because they're obviously really intertwined and like, Democracy depends on our education system being <laughs> equitable and uh, equitable and, and fair and um, available to all. You know.
1: Well, and it also seems that it is something that the right, um, the right wing of the Republican Party, especially right, has seen you know seen as a um, a real strategy of kind of moving kind of elections. And even there's this kind of suggestion whether or not we can kind of trace it simply to kind of Moms for America but they're um, playing, a, playing a role, right? Whether a significant role in what we saw the gubernatorial election down in Virginia, as you write about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then also in Florida, right. And, mm-hmm. and we saw at the Moms for Liberty summit in Philadelphia um, a few weeks ago that, um, you know, five announced presidential hopefuls um, from the Republican party were there. And um these, so it's not just sometimes you see dark money groups and they're like trying to push a narrative, push a narrative, and it doesn't really take hold in the GOP. But this is obviously something that is be- going to become I mean, it has become bread and butter for um, for the Republican Party. Um, so we unfortunately will see a lot of that, I think, in the next year and a few months.
1: Yeah. So unlike what we have with, say, Moms for Liberty, who's been who's been really kind of focused on school boards and kind of at this uh, finding their way in at this kind of local level. You have Moms for Liberty, uh, I mean sorry, Moms for America as you're kind of writing this piece, were really significant in the role that they played in the lead up to January 6th and the lead up to the um you know the assault on the Capitol. So can you walk us through a little bit about that both in terms of say the organization and some of the the connections that this group actually has?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh I think Moms for America, you know, Moms for Liberty kind of straddles this moderate, you know, even denying that they were right wing for a long time saying, oh, we care about all parents. Um, So they have a lot of support from politicians that are both like, you know, MAGA politicians on the sort of fringe, not fringe, but far right of the party. And then also more moderate Republicans. But Moms for America seems to be, um, you know, Almost entirely tied to the far right of the party, and also at, um, in my piece you can read too, like the not just the Republican Party, but like you know militant groups like Proud Boys and um, and Three Percenters and Oath Keepers, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Moms for Liberty helped organize uh, the January fifth Stop the steel rallies, um, and they did apply for a permit for January sixth, which was approved, but then they they canceled the permit. Um, you can read in the January 6th committee documents that um, there was some infighting between groups there. So, um, yeah, ma- uh, Moms for America leadership sort of seemingly, according to these documents, had fights with um, Women for America First, which was organizing another mom, you know, concerned, quote, unquote, moms group that was uh, organizing January 6th. And they seen a lot more press for um, their role on January 6th. Um. So, so they were. So, t- to long story short, Monster America was more um, involved with Ali Alexander and and uh, January fifth organizing. Um, yeah, uh, you can see like uh, the founder of Monster America and still current leader uh, was in text communication with um, Ali Alexander and these other leaders um, of the rally. Um, and they had you know Cindy Chafian who. Mm-hmm uh, you know, a few, very shortly thereafter was hired by Monster America. She helped organize, spoke at the rally. Her husband helped lead security, uh, Scott Chafian. And he, uh, he is, uh, apparently the leader of, uh, this, this right-wing militant group, uh, First Amendment Praetorian, I think is the name of it, that, um, they, uh, they're another like proud boy esque group that yeah helped lead security on that. Um, and she also there's videos of her um, allegedly um, hasn't been verified by any formal source, but um, there are videos of her that appear like she is uh, on the state on the steps of the Capitol on January 6th cheering as a police officer is assaulted. Um, so pretty pretty extreme person that Moms for America was like hmm, like we really like like how you <laughs> behaved yourself on this day um, and come work for us in an official capacity.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, well, and it's like and you say here that this woman, right, she she spoke at the Stop the Steal rally, right, mm-hmm. and then she said she specifically thanked armed militias, the Oath yeah. Keepers, Three Percenters, and the the First Amendment Praetorians we were just talking about um, for defending the crowd. So it's like, you know, there's no doubt. And then you see Mobs from America like, Hey,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. the person we
1: want to run our, what is it? She, she, the now the director of coalitions and engagement is now, and as far as you know, she's still in that role.
0: She no longer works she there. No yeah. longer works I'm not there sure what happened there, but yeah, she, she no longer works there according to their website.
1: It's crazy. So, I mean, you know, this is the kind of group that we're saying we have no holds barred. We are going to we're going to ally ourselves with these folks. And then we are going to do everything possible to um, heed the call of Donald Trump. They even said at the one point. Right. said we heard your call. Right. That that we're we're not going to allow this election to take place. We're not going to allow Joe Biden take care and then we're going to be here. And these Mm -hmm. are the people that Moms for America likes to uh, associate with.
0: Seemingly so. Yes. Um, and yeah, they're, you know, and that wasn't also their board member as I wrote about was, uh, bragged about on Facebook about being in the, in Trump's hotel room, um, with all these other like Michael Flynn and other folks. So, uh, yeah, d- deep maggot ties in moms for America. It's pretty
1: crazy. And so, and this Group, like you said, we've got like money coming in from um, from the Publix heiress, and then there's also money coming in from the Bradley Foundation, correct?
0: From the Bradley Impact Fund, which is uh, yeah, closely tied. They're separate legal entities, but they're closely tied. Um, And Bradley Fund is just this massive right wing Milwaukee based foundation that. constantly gives to, to far right causes, including Jane Mayer had a really great piece a couple of years ago on the New Yorker, um, like voter suppression efforts withdrew the vote and other dark money groups trying to uh, make it so that we don't ha- all have equal access to the ballot. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, that's the second known largest known donor to moms for America in 2021 is the Bradley impact fund. Um, and they gave, uh, you know, over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars—a huge amount—to for America in twenty twenty one.
1: It's crazy. I was looking over there. Um, I was looking over their website um, today um, too, as well. And it's—it's um, it's just a—you know—you can tell that there's a lot of money behind it because it's a polished website. Um, It's got all the little, like, you know, the, the, the hover animations that you'll kind of put your, your, uh, your mouse over all these different courses that you can take to learn about, um, why things like DEI are kind of undermining American, you know, like America, um, how to actually, um, Get trained in media literacy so that you, too, can do the work of, say, Moms for America. And, of course, that stuff doesn't come cheap to have that kind of, say, technological presence um, and branding effort they're going on. And yet, right below the surface is literally these folks um, with ties to kind of militia and some of the biggest right-wing funders out there. The Bradley Foundation, I remember the Bradley Foundation in particular, when I first moved to Pennsylvania and we're hearing about all the charter schools that were happening in in Philadelphia – um, and Bradley Foundation had released this that, you know, this report, basically, here's how to turn over your public schools into charters. And this was way back when. And even folks in the Obama administration, we had some ties with those folks in the Bradley Foundation um, looking to say, hey, this idea about charters, this about testing and all this stuff, this sounds kind of good. So they had really presented themselves for a while as to try to be, you know, the technocratic, here's ways of kind of improving schools. Um, When we, you know, we look, learn who these folks are now looking back on it, it's like, holy crap, they're really um, at the forefront of some of this, um, some of the worst of um, on the American right. But anyways, I don't want to get, no, to get us that's too far a great away. Point.
0: No, that's actually an amazing point. And I didn't think of that because Bradley Foundation was, uh, you know, their biggest sort of push when they were first founded was, um, you know, undermining public education locally yeah. in Milwaukee and other places like they want. They funded charter schools and, you know, pushed for um funding to be funneled from uh, public schools to, to privately administered alternatives like charter schools. Uh, and, and I do, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe now that they're in the business actually of like founding charter schools, their own charter schools.
1: Oh, great. Just good people all the way around. Um, so this is some of the funding stuff behind the Moms for Liberty that gets us to kind of up to that, that January 6th and around the Stop to Steal. Are these folks still pretty much this is this is where they kind of stake their claims um, kind of around kind of the elections, around the stop the steal. Are they still seem to be active in that kind of that space right now?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I will say, I mean, that was January 5th wasn't the extent of their like involvement in, um, you know, election denialism and pushing the big lie. Um, I mentioned in my piece, like they in all 50 states, they claim to have uh, organized and participated in rallies and also pushed for recounts. Um, uh, Sharona Bishop, who they call their um, election security specialist in quotes, <laughs> um, has made like I the just, most green claims. Yeah. Screen yeah. Um, you know, getting rid of voting machines. They want to like limit automatic voter registration and most absentee voting. And, um, and they've really, you know, Carrie Lake, who, um, you know, denied that she lost her own election in Arizona for governor uh, last year, they, after she was pushing this, you know, narrative of, of, of the election failing, um, she, uh, they awarded her one of their made-up awards, I'm I forgot the name of it, but it's something absurd, um, So it was, it was not like they supported her generally. It was like, and you pushed the big lie and her, another big lie. And, um, we still really are behind you.
1: Yeah. Let me guess. It was probably called something like, like the mama bear award or something like this, right? Something
0: like that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I can't, I can't remember the name of it. That's exactly the vibe.
1: Yes, exactly
0: what should we name an
1: award that we're going to give to this person? What, what does this award mean? I don't know. We're just making it up now and we've got this plaque that we can etch anything on it. So let's do it.
0: Yeah. Um, and I don't know how they, how much they spent on, on the award ceremony for that, but I did see in 2020, they spent an absurd amount on an award ceremony. Um, I think it was like one point something million dollars on an award ceremony. So, yeah, they, I'm sure that's also, you know, how they are able to attract donors, the schmoozing there. But. Yeah,
1: it's so interesting to see them, to see them, this organization so active too as well within that election space. Um, and it seems like it's all throughout the MAGA world, all throughout the, um, as you kind of kind of write in here, all the kind of election fraud um, claims, whether it's in individual states or at the national level, they're close to that stuff, whether they're... Touting that they had a significant role in this, and again, you know, half of this stuff is a grift, right? So, so it's like what to what degree of the role that they had as they as they tout it, but nonetheless, they were involved um, with this, and they were using as another conduit for this money to make its way into this kind of election denialism that we saw. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, I found the name of it: Mothers of Influence Awards. Oh, Mothers
1: of <laughs> Influence. There you go. <laughs> it sounds like there should be like you know uh, in the background something like Mothers of Influence. You know, like you know, like, something like as the as the woman's you know steps out onto the stage. You know, there's whatever some you know exactly maternal 1950s angelic white woman stand up on stage right
0: um so whatever Uh, also they gave their award um to another award to dr simone gold have you heard of her no she's um she was one she was the head of that america's frontline doctors uh way back in like 2021 there was that like quote unquote press conference that these like very polished people in white uh polished doctor they weren't mostly doctors uh in um very selective doctors but in uh, a you know lab coats who you know declared basically declared covid not dangerous and that kind of thing um so and it was very you know anti-vaccination that kind of thing um but uh gold was sentenced to 60 days in prison for storming the capitol on january 6th also and so after that they also gave her their mother's influence award
1: so there you go. So we've got election denialism. We've got kind of looking for other ways of involving themselves in kind of, uh, you know, the big lie. And now we also see them playing pretty heavily in the kind of public school space once again. Right. I mean, Yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah I'm looking right now. And, you you know, we talk about those connections, that, as you raised earlier, connections between schooling and um, and kind of elections and democracy and so on. And like, literally, I'm looking at their website under, let's see. Um, Oh, I know. This is why I said the Mama Bear thing, because there's uh, the Mama Bear training in Power Moms, right? (laughs) They have on their website these trainings, and it goes from what is CRT, what is DEI, what is SEL, the social and emotional learning, understanding and debunking CRT. Uh, CRT teaches our kids to hate right? The risks of social emotional learning, you know, um, all this stuff about school, media literacy is a vehicle for messaging of equity and social justice, how to resist. I mean, all this stuff, once again, um, focused uh, in these schools around, uh, you know, as we kind of start to gearing up to our elections again. So what do they seem to be doing around in public schools? Like, this is not just a just MAGA, but this seems to be like the same kind of money and the same kind of target that we see with organizations like moms for Liberty going after public education.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, there is seemingly a lot of overlap in the strategy and, um, of dark money groups like moms for, uh, Liberty, um, and some others, you know, independent women's forum, um, that are attacking schools with moms for America. Um, And yeah, as you mentioned, like they they started their quote unquote mom vote program in 2020, um, and that 990 shows they spent like 150 thousand dollars, and I think it was only initiated in August of that year. Um, And they that is basically just designed to target public schools. Um, and they bragged about creating a legal fund designed to quote, help moms battle, <laughs> um, you know, certain moms, I'm sure not all moms, uh, to, to kind of like fight against their school board and, um, issue FOIA requests, that kind of thing. Um, and then they also claim, you know, I've, I wrote a piece a while back for truth out also that I think a lot of these quote parents and quote moms groups, uh, really, Um, like sort of just over not even overestimated, just bragged basically about how they were so influential in so many different places, but uh, in terms of school board election influencing school board elections, but so many of them bragged about this flipping the same school districts or you know, flipping the same seats that it's. I mean, impossible for all, simultaneously <laughs> all of these groups to have done this. Um, so it's really, you know, we don't know how influential each independent group was um, in in local elections. But they did, bra- Monster America brags to have had big wins in Florida um, uh, in last year when uh, the school board elections happened. Um They claim to have influenced 43 school board elections in 13 counties. And we do know that they have local chapters in at least uh, four counties. And then also they have a state liaison. Uh, So they're trying, at least. I don't know how effective they were. um, And I I certainly don't think they were as effective as they claim to have been. Um, But, you know, this year they've already uh, backed dozens of school board candidates in Virginia, South Carolina, Illinois, and Texas, um, and I'm sure they have plans of backing more um, in this year and next year. Um, and that's terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just seems interesting that that there, one, there's clearly kind of an ideological consensus about where the kind of the parental rights groups, right, uh, will be attacking and how they will be attacking. I mean, through just the things, the litany of things that I was leading off from. here, we're going back to CRT, we're going back to social emotional learning, we're going back to all the things that we've saw in Moms for Liberty. And like you said, I remember in your piece before, talking about um, how Moms for Liberty was, you know, basically claiming that they turned all these districts, but just like, well, they didn't do as really as well as they said they did, right? Yeah. Even at that, even at that level. But when you see that, you know, different organizations can lay claim to say the same school board seats, even though one may have not even been present in one, right? While another one yeah. is. But at least it tells you how they're kind of like they're tagging themselves and being affiliated with a particular ideological movement, which Mm -hmm. seems to suggest to me that this we can look into probably see more of this moving forward.
0: Yeah, I would say so. They also have bragged about there's this they're calling this the FCC standard bill. They claim Mm -hmm. to have come up with this legislation that just passed in Texas um, that it basically uh uses the F- FCC standard uh for what can be shown in schools so like you know you're it, if the FCC considers something like um too lewd to have on public air or on um on air like after a certain time or whatever then it should also not be allowed in public schools um but you know <laughs> we're not trying to teach our young children like how to be inclusive and that kind of thing like on on the radio and we are try, or on the on air and we are trying to do that in schools. So it's not the same kind of a metric we should be using, obviously, but anyway, they're push put, they, they claim to take or they claim to credit in Texas and they're also pushing this in other States too. So there there's like various levels that they're acting on.
1: That makes total sense now because when I first went to their webpage today, now I see it right up here. That's exactly what's on the front page of their webpage was, is this uh, FCC standards bill. Um, You know, with that quote, say, you know, the concept is very simple. If you cannot show it on TV or air it on the radio, you cannot use it in the classrooms. Right. Um, Which is interesting um, uh, for for what they're doing there. But it's, uh, uh, again, a way of cloaking, it seems to me, uh, cloaking a really far right agenda (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. in sort of sort of kind of like standard or kind of objective language to saying that, you know, this is just kind of, you know, parents concerned about their kids and trying to keep them safe uh, when really there seems to be something much more, I don't know, devious at work.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: You also say in here too as well that this Moms for America is also part of what they're pushing um, within the school space, school boards and things like this too, Um, the kind of curriculums that have an extreme sense of nationalism, right? And then also are kind of have some, are um, at least, let's say, in close company with some of the kind of religious fundamentalism, right? I mean, one of the things we've been talking a lot about on this show, too, is, you know, a lot of these moves on these school boards seems to be within this broad move of kind of bringing Christian nationalist kind of agendas um, to bear into kind of school boards, while, of course, not calling it that because they know that is deeply unpopular. <laughs> if you say we want to force a Christian nationalist agenda on your school board, that's not going to work. But if you frame it in these ways about the FCC and standards and safeties its way of sneaking this in and kind of moving it forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As a group, they're very, um, religious fundamentalists. I mean, they spent, um, let me see if I have notes on this, but they spent uh, a ton of money in 2020 on a, um, on a, um, a rally at the Capitol, um, that was, like, focused on, you know, keeping Christianity, like, alive during Christmas time. Um, that's, like, so that's something that was, like, really high on their agenda in 2020. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they, um, yeah, and they're doing this in terms of schools as well. Um, but, um yeah, like, for example, Moms for America attended a Council for National Policy um, meeting in 2019 and Council for National Policy, for those that aren't familiar, is this really secretive uh, Christian right group um, that holds a lot of power. There are a lot of powerful, really wealthy people um, that have a lot of political connections um, and they are, you know, actively trying to influence our public policy and, um, and so Monster America has ties to them. Um, they're they have a partnership with this group called Patriot Academy, which just is ask about that. Yeah, if you go on their website, like you will just know. <laughs> um, but they um, they they're kind of behind the scenes, but they deserve also more attention, just like Monster America does, because they are this super far right uh, group uh, that tries wants to teach like. Um, they have various classes, but basically, they're trying to, to teach uh, like far right religious um, fundamentalists to uh, to run for office. They're trying to um, uh, influence like public school curriculum and and private school curriculum as well. Um, and they also bizarrely have like they do weapons training. They do uh, it's it's a very odd. Of course <laughs> collection of things that they teach, um, quote unquote teach, but um, they, uh, yeah, if you go to their website or. Yeah, I'm not sure how much Google even has on them, but they're—it's kind of terrifying that Moms for America is partnering with them as well.
1: Yeah, here's how you put it in the piece, which I just—I think it says it so perfectly. Say, the, the, the Moms for America recently announced partnership with Patriot, uh, the, with Patriot Academy, far-right education group that claims to have trained more than 500,000 individuals in their religious fundamentalist dogma for a series of Zoom meetings titled, "Quote." Biblical Citizenship in Modern America, unquote, a nonsensical title considering the U.S. Constitution explicitly bars religious tests or oath of holding office and explicitly bars Congress from establishing any religion as a state religion. And yet, this is the group that Moms for America is, is decided itself to partner with. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty frightening. Um, I did not know that about the weapons training <laughs> aside biblical citizenship. Which uh, I guess they're taking up with the uh, kind of the rod, uh, the iron rod people up here in Pennsylvania, um, yeah. as a way of thinking about uh, how to enact Christ's will upon the planet. So, yeah,
0: that's a good point.
1: Okay, so all right, <laughs> always get to this place, right? But this is like really like it's desperation. But let me just ask you, kind of the more the more broad question here too is like, so on the one hand, I guess. My investment in always one in following your work and find the work that you do at true north research um, is that you all seem to be kind of have got your finger on the pulse of the war of how these these organizations are networked into our existing political structures. Right. Um, and we can't just simply look at these extremist groups and dismiss them as just, oh, these are just a bunch of nut jobs um, because they're it's it's not you know, Moms for America or Homemakers for America in 2005, right? I'm pulling in $12,000 a year with a bunch of kind of like fringe um, people talking to themselves. Instead here you have people like Michael Flynn, you have kind of the era of publics, you have massive amounts of of influence and dark money um, that is investing in groups like this um, to move forward. So why do you want that spotlight to be on these folks um, kind of at this moment?
0: Yeah, I think um, it's important to draw attention to the fact that it's not, you know, Moms for Liberty has gotten so, I'm so happy that Moms for Liberty, you know, wasn't getting attention in 2021 or 2022 as much. And now they've blown up and everyone sort of knows who they are and their household name. I think that's actually great because yeah. um, we want to know who is uh, attacking our <laughs> democratic principles and education and otherwise. Um but I think it's important for people to know that this isn't just like a one-pronged effort. There are so many groups, existing groups like you know Independent Women's Forum and Freedom Works, um, that have been around for a long time, attacking schools and trying to divert public funds, you know, taxpayer dollars to privately administered, uh, administered alternatives um, that don't have the same protections. Um, but there's, and there's also these new groups, Moms for America, Parents Defending Education, um, and then there's groups like Moms for America that have existed for a long time, but they are, um, they sort of have pivoted to take advantage of, of this opportunity where, um, education seems to be in the spotlight, um, and use this identity as, you know, women and moms, uh, to, to, to further this agenda, Um, and I think, you know, and I'm going to, I'm coming out with another piece in truth out, it's more of an op-ed about, um, how we can fight back. But I think, um, you know, there's, there's funders that are funding multiple groups. It's very easy to draw ties, you know, Moms for America's, Moms for Liberty is harder because we only have one year. We only know, you know, a fraction of their 2021 funding, but, um, we, we do know that there are connections between these groups, um, you know, Moms for America. It only got a little bit of money, but it got money from um, the Prince Foundation, Eric Prince, who, you know, the, Black ran Water the contracting group Blackwater, okay. but is also the sibling of um, Betsy DeVos, yep. uh, the Trump appointed former um, head of education for our country. And then also um, a huge privatizer and right wing donor. Um, you know, she's a billionaire as well. Um, so, uh, and you know, if you want to draw that type, Betsy DeVos has like ties to independent women's forum has ties to all these other groups. So, um, it's really important for folks to know that, um, this is a coordinated effort that doesn't stop with moms for liberty. And there's many of these groups and they take, you know, you know, there is overlap, uh, and I'm sure there's infighting between the groups and you see sort of, uh, you know, certain employees jumping from one group to the other group, but they're, um, but they all have they all play a sort of different role. And you know, parents defending education, for example, is more the litigation arm of this whole coordinated thing, where they like sue school districts into being scared to teach DEI and whatever. Um, so, so they all all play a different role, and I think we need to be aware of of some of the big actors that haven't gotten as much attention as they should yet.
1: 100%. I think, you know what, this is like, you know, a perfect argument for once again is why we should outlaw billionaires right now. Um, because it's just I mean, and, and, I don't, and I'm not just talking about right wing billionaires. I mean, I don't care anybody, anybody could have that kind of influence right across organizations. Because if you're somebody like, you know, the people you just named off, you have the Aaron, Eric Prince Foundation, you have Betsy DeVos, you've got, um, you know, obviously the Koch brothers who've been like around doing all, all these people. They're not just in putting all their money behind one organization right that money is in all those organizations so you know that's what the right does extraordinarily well because they've got these billionaires that are willing to kind of just basically okay we're going to invest in these five organizations if two of them fail who the hell cares we're still getting the agenda pushed forward and that's freaking frightening
0: it is frightening yeah I mean at True North we are you know anti-dark money generally it doesn't matter if it's a Republican Democrat you know whatever Um, but uh, yeah it's uh, it's you no. Know, it gives billionaires outsourced or outsized influence in our elections and our democracy in the direction that it's heading. Um, and you know, it's some of the biggest funders of school privatization have been, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, who fund this group called National Parents Union that actually was outside of the um, Monster Liberty Summit protesting against it, but they push some outrageous stuff too um attacking public schools and um yeah folks should should be aware that it's the call the fires the call is coming from inside the house too like we (laughs) it shouldn't just be um that we are scared of outside spending by ultra wealthy folks like on one side of the aisle not the other i mean dark money is uh bad for our democracy no matter who's doing the spending 100%.
1: one hundred percent. Well, uh, listen, uh, Alyssa, I appreciate you so much coming by tonight. Uh, Want to tell everybody, make sure that you can follow Alyssa on Twitter at um, as long as Twitter still remains a thing. By the way, I just I don't know it's it's been an absolute shit show uh, as far as I'm concerned right now, which is troubling for a whole other set of reasons. Um, but you can follow her on Twitter at Alyssa Ann Bowen as A N N um, Bowen B O W E N on Twitter. You can check out True North Research at TrueNorthResearch.org um, and of course. First, we'll have a link to her article, um, a January 6 mom's group funded by big lie donors is stoking voter suppression on truth. i have a link directly there. Uh, Liz, you have any other suggestions of where um, folks should take a look at? I know we have got uh, links already put there. You always plug the Center for Media and Democracy, unplug um, documented. we got documented.net and prwatch.org. We've got those links in there. Any other things you think people should be keeping their eye on?
0: I mean, I think there's so much excellent reporting going on right now. I mean, I guess just make sure that you stay in the loop and, I mean, yeah, follow you and follow um, Bucks County Beacon. You all are doing amazing reporting on this. Media Matters has done some amazing reporting on this. Um, but yeah, just just make sure to stay informed and, um, you know, support bills also that, uh, that try to block a uh, dark money spending in our elections and our democracy. I think that's really important too.
1: 100%. Well, uh, I'm just going to give you, uh, um, because I can, I'm going to give you this uh, this award. This is your true uh, Moms of Influence Award that I'm just going to, I've just created just now. Oh It's a labor beer and ale uh, coaster. That's uh, it's going to be your Moms of Influence Award going
0: forward. You can't see me, but I'm fanning myself, and I am just so thankful, and uh, I want to thank God and my partner and my crew. Thank you.
1: There you go. You're welcome. You're here, everybody. We've made history. Mom's of influence, Alyssa Bowen, once again. Thanks so much again, Alyssa, for coming on the show tonight. And I uh, can't wait to see um, that next piece coming out in Truth Out and the work that you all are doing going forward. Thank you for all your work and for coming on the show tonight.
0: Thanks so much, Kevin.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. This is Kevin Mahoney, uh, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. Want to remind you that you can help uh, us out anytime that you just want to. Just head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress, and uh, you can become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Um, And we can use that um, as a way to, oh, I don't know, figure out all the little technical glitches we had at the start of the show tonight. Um, And maybe get somebody on here who knows knows this stuff a hell of a lot better than I do. How about that? Um, But for now, say goodnight to Alyssa, um, and we look forward to all the work that you all do doing out there. You rock. People See ya!